Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Peter Anthony, and he is the man of multiple roles in the Friday the 13th fan film titled Roseblood, and he played General Brack Bauer. He was the director, the writer, producer, among many other talents in this film. I watched it a couple days ago, and I really enjoyed it. How are you doing, Peter? Thank you for joining me tonight. Good. First of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Me and you absolutely. hustling just to, me and you hustling just to get on. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward. To, I know we talked a little bit before the show and you got some mm-hmm. questions. Like, I'm so excited as a writer to, to explain things uh, to yes. you. So I'm ready. Absolutely. I know what it's like to be a writer of a film and I know exactly how exciting it is to talk about your product. And this is one film that I absolutely enjoyed. Um, and you mentioned about you uh, wrote it for two or three watches and I only watched it one time, but uh, I will be watching it a second time, but I can't wait to do this, uh, these inter- this interview to actually talk about the, the real in-depth details about what made this movie, what it was. But before we get into that, let's learn a little bit about yourself and tell us how did you get your start into acting and filmmaking? Uh, if you're familiar with the, the, the movie Vengeance, that is actually next on my list to watch the fan films. <laughs> okay. So, so long story short, uh, I, I got hired on for marketing for that. Mm-hmm. I also did marketing a little bit for Voorhees. Okay. Um, I I did, yeah. I did marketing for Jason Brooks and Jeremy Brown with um, Ven- Voorhees. I'm sorry, Vengeance. Long story short, we tried to get Kane Hodder to be the prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't do it. Then we tried to get Steve Dash, but it was outside and Steve had uh, bad, poor health. He actually passed away right after the movie was shot. Yeah. Um, and then they said, you know, I, I did a good job marketing. Do you want that spot? So I was like, yeah, well, I'll take the spot. So, you know, I got to play a mean a-hole prisoner. That, that fits me perfect. So uh, <laughs> I, I took the role. And from there, you know, it's behind the scenes. When you make a movie, as you know, I did a hundred different things. I, I did promoting for the, the page and the Indiegogo and the Instagram and, and the Facebook and everything like that. So they liked what I did. That's how that started. I got a role of Fall of Camp Bloods, another movie that's mm-hmm. coming out, Slashing Cash, they, uh, Riley Lord and Nick. So then from there, it just kind of snowballed a little bit. I'm actually on some Amazon movies and some other stuff. And then I said, hey, let me uh, let me make my own. And here we are. So uh, before we dive really into the bread and butter of the movie, um, the, uh, let's talk about the effects, because the effects are really cool. Um so I know you had the Amos brothers uh, doing it. I love Jeremy. He's a great guy. I'm, I'm actually co-starring with him in Heavy Duty Man. which is gonna oh, be yeah, He's a big fun. boy, dude. I didn't realize yep. how big he was until I seen him on set. He, he is. Yeah, he's a great, great guy. Um, so yeah. how did they do with these effects? Because obviously they came out brilliant. Uh, two things. One, Jeremy and Matt, I sold. We're adding two additional kills to the Manifest mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And they bought the perk so they're gonna be in the the extra additional blu-ray as being killed as uh our security guards Matt awesome. and Jeremy. yeah it's awesome. it's awesome um i saw their work on Voorhees, and i knew they were working on Voorhees. and then when you go to their sites and you see like them working on all the skin and the heads and the mm-hmm. fingers and shit and i was like wow this is amazing so um i got them to I said, hey you want to come on board this is what we'll do and this is what I'll pay for. And this is how much stuff. And they're like, well, we need this. I'm like, bought it. We need this. I bought it. We need blood. I bought it. We need this prosthetic. <laughs> bought it. So um, I had all these, I, every single kill, except for maybe like two that we did on the fly. 
I had an idea for, and I had FaceTimes with him and uh, Matt and Jeremy, and we went over, this is what I want. This is what I'm trying to do. And they're like, we could do it. And they're like, this is what I want. This is what I want. Like the hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, the hand. And yeah. they're like, we could do that. I'm like, you could do it with a puppet and the, the stuff. They're like, yeah, we could do it. So I was like, oh, awesome. And then when we got there, Sean Lutz is just amazing. He actually has on his property, another uh, building kind of uh, house room we gave it to them and they were able to work in there and make their skin and make all their prosthetics like right there on the set of that day. So it was fresh and nice. Mm-hmm. So they, I, Jason Brooks helped. I mean, Amos is probably 90%, but Jason Brooks helped out. Brent Edgett helped out a lot. Nice. So Brent Edgett did, I think the throat kill and some nice. people helped out because there's so much going on. We were shooting 16 hour days. Mm-hmm. We shot 21 hours the, the eighth day. We were in, one person was in the pool. One was in another building. One was in the main building. So we were everywhere. We needed help. So where did you film them at? Where was this building located? Sean Lutz is his property. So if you, uh, you when you watch Vengeance, there's the Vengeance Shack, right? We call it mm-hmm. that. Uh, that's where part, a lot of part one was, as far as inside was shot. Um, we had, Sean had a whole building built. Um, I don't know how tall it is. 35, 40 feet tall by 60 feet long by 25 feet, 35 feet long wide. And we made little building rooms inside. And we, first of all, we, we had to change out rooms. So we had like nameplates. So one room would be Tina's room. We change red to, to pink, you know, it'd be red to pink to red, be Rose's room, switch it out, be the Duke's room. And then the, the end room is the same as the fast room. We would paint it and then paint it back. And we did everything we possibly could to shoot a feature length film in eight days. Wow. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, uh, yeah, Tina was great. Um, Jessica Hotman who played young Tina from 1989. She was great. I have her actually scheduled, I believe for the 17th, which is exciting. Okay. And, uh, before we talk, really talk about her, um, the Duke, I'm in talks with him to have him on the show and he was actually really cool as Creighton Duke. Um, oh, really awesome. And, uh, I know you said that some people didn't catch something that I, I caught it the first time. Why was he waiting for Jason? And Jason goes to hell because of the kill of his friend. Was it Julian? Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, there, yeah. There's more to that too, okay. but exactly. And that's why he's so glad you caught it. And that's why he says, you're going to remember me. Mm-hmm. So that's why in nine, when he hits him with the cuffs, yeah. there it was so i wanted i wanted to stay i can't say canon right because it's a fan film so let's not get crazy right. but in my mind i wanted to fill the holes of what i thought was missing from the canons mm-hmm. right yeah. so that's where i went so if you were dead you were dead i don't try yeah. to change anything yeah. like that that's why people were like well dr cruz what the hell is he doing there and i'm like well i can't tell you but you got to watch the movie and that's why within the first minute you know what's yeah. up you know what i'm saying yeah so so that's what it was and i'm like well the duke would have been before that nine, you know, and like his Duke was so cool. I don't like nine at all, but I, I the Duke is awesome. I feel like he's underused, almost like a hand solo, right? Yeah. Of the Friday the 13th. Exactly. So I'm like, dude, I can, I can make his backstory because nobody knows. So that's how I did it. So to try to fill in the blanks there. Nice. Nice. So I guess let's go backwards a little bit. And like, what made you want to make this movie, this Roseblood of Friday the 13th fan film? What was your motivation and your inspiration to get this movie made? My house is a mess because I'm doing perks, but if you could see everything. So that one's part seven right there. My favorite. The first movie I saw. Yeah. So um, I snuck into it too. I'm 45 years old. So when it, when it came out, like, I think I was like, so 88, I was 12. So you couldn't get in it. So what we would do back in the day is have the little newspapers and we would pick a movie that was close to the time 
nice. and to have my parents drop me off and be like, oh, me and my buddy Brian are going to go watch uh, Mac and Me or whatever. Nice. And uh, we would sneak out <laughs> and go into the other movie. That's just one of the watch. movies I wish I would have seen in theaters, but I was I was born in 89. So, so oh. I, I wasn't even alive yet. When you were born. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was my first movie that I saw in the uh, not theaters, but like first horror movie I've ever saw on VHS. Rented it from Black Diamond. I was like, I was like seven or eight years old, I think. And yeah. Lark Park Lincoln actually yelled at me for telling her that story. He's like, I would never let my kids watch that at eight years old. How could you watch that at eight years old? <laughs> I, dude, when I was six years old, we had HBO back in the day. It wasn't like today. You only had right. HBO really for like right. late night, crazy R-rated shit. You know, so my yeah. would, my parent, we didn't have a TV in our room. We had it downstairs. So I would like like at 11 or something, I'd get up to pretend to go pee. I really would be probably. And then I would sneak downstairs. And that's when my mom would catch me. Sometimes she wouldn't. And back then there was USA Up All Night and Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision, the last, the drive-in. Mm-hmm. So I would watch those and or like rent the tape and sneak it in. And so, to, and I would make a little paper mask and everything, dude. So I was pretty like nutty into it even then. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, how did you happen to get Lar Park Lincoln, Terry Kaiser and Kevin Spirit to be in this film? Dude, there's a gentleman. So long story short, Vengeance 2 was being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was originally supposed to be in Vengeance 2 and then things happened and I wasn't. So they're going to shoot in Seattle on Sean's property. That's where we do a lot of it and the lake yeah. and then not shoot for a week and then shoot for another week. So I told ask Jason Brooks, hey, can I write like a little 20 minute short in between that week? And we, I grabbed some of the actors, three of them make something stupid he's like yeah wrote it wrote it um i wrote a little section showed it to sean and jason like oh we love it so i'm like okay so the guy so i said i'm gonna make it so i started doing fundraising so we didn't even have her she wasn't even part of it and then john wood a friend of mine is really good friends with her and he said dude because i I hit her up on facebook message like she's never gonna check that check send this email so i sent the email and she's like i'm interested long story short i said okay let me write your part so wrote her part in the beginning wrote the wraparound mm-hmm. and did it all like that. And in my mind at that point, Dr. Cruz would always be there, but we would just shoot him chest to hip. You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And he would just be walking and pacing and you wouldn't really have, which would be nowhere as good as this was. Right. So, and then she's like, Oh my God, I love, I sent her the whole script. And she's like, this is the best script I've ever seen for a part eight in my life. I'm like what? So she's like, let's get Terry. I'm like, we can get him. So, um, she said, yeah. So thank God the, the Indiegogo did pretty good successful wise, like 52 grand. And we got him. And then once we got him, I said, you know, let's use them to get Kevin. And then we got Kevin and it, dude, it was, dude, it's like, imagine like you sitting there talking to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just in my room like this. Hey, I'm going to make a movie within a week or two later, there's a full script and all three of them are going to be in the movie. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and it's it's funny because I'm a big Terry Kaiser fan, all the way from Weekend at Bernie's to Friday the 13th Part 7, everything in between. Like, I'm a big Terry Kaiser fan. I reached out to his agent um, and I didn't think I was going to get him. I didn't think it at all. I'm just thinking I'm just going to reach out to him. All they could say is no or not respond. I mean, what's the harm in trying, right? So I did it and I heard back from his agent. Uh, Terry said he's game. Here's his email. Send him, a, send him an email. So I sent him an email. We set up an interview, and it was it was probably an hour long, and we were laugh. It was great. And then I had I got Lara Park Lincoln in uh, about maybe a couple months ago, um, and she said I will do the interview, but I only give you thirty minutes because I have a couple of interviews booked back to back to back, and I want and my requirements are fifteen minutes part seven, fifteen minutes Rosebud. I'm like deal. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm like you got it. I, got, I didn't even know that, dude. I got to go look up this interview. 
Yeah, yeah, I have, I have her. Um, we we mostly talk of uh, Rose Blood. Um, but she she was. Uh, you can look at it. It's on my. It's on uh, obviously Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and of course YouTube. So it was over Zoom, and it was about I would say give or take thirty minutes or so. Um, but uh, yeah, she was she was uh amazing, and uh, she really talked highly about the film, and I was really looking forward to seeing it. But I was really looking forward to see how do you bring Terry Kaiser back because Doctor Cruz is dead. You know, Dr. Cruz is dead. Like, you can't bring him back from the dead. Like, I mean, this isn't a soap opera, so to speak. You know, Jason can be brought back. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and obviously you did it perfectly because you didn't retcon anything, which is the good, the big thing. And I think it added to his creepiness, right? Because because yeah. he's such a great actor, dude. Yeah. So so when I wrote that, if you remember the part where he yells, Tina, it yeah. wasn't like that. I mean, he says Tina, but he comes to me, hey, Peter, you think I could yell Tina? I'm like, show it to me. And he does it, right? And I'm like, awesome. So then when I told him he could do that, yeah. we have behind this, wait till behind the scenes comes out. You see him change who he was and he became that, oh, he right. became a kind of evil, devious kind of guy. And he played to it so that he built himself to that yeah. moment where he could yell Tina. Just, we're sitting there like, yeah. this, is like this is a different level right here. You know what I'm saying? There's a different yeah. level of acting going on in this room yeah. right here. So I thought he brought his, his, his A game and Tina too, because she had to play off him and not give too much and let him yeah. be the evil. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that, yeah. I mean, I imagine I'm sitting in that room right across from them on the table when they're doing that. And I actually got teary eyed uh, after the it was done. And I went and hugged the DP and I was like, I can't believe that they're reading my script and this is happening. You know, yeah, it was, it, that, it was that's awesome. surreal. That's surreal. Yeah. And uh, and the fa- like you have to be a very good actor to do a part and you literally want to be the one to kill them. <laughs> and yeah. Dr. Cruz in part seven. I don't know who was more of a dick, him or Melissa. Like, it was a toss-up. Like, they were worse than Jason. And Jason's yeah, killing him, people. Him, because he's, like, devious to her, the mother. Yeah. He's supposed to be a fine. And then, you know, he sticks the mother in the front. That was horrible. Oh, that you was know? horrible. That was the yeah. only death that, because I didn't, I see part seven, the first front movie I saw. And the next time I saw it was years later, like, probably in my 20s. Like, I didn't watch it for years later. And I didn't remember her death. And it hit me, it hit me, like, I was like shocked because like, first of all, she's this caring mother. Like she didn't do anything wrong. She's a great mother. She cares about her daughter. And then on top of that, Dr. Cruz uses her as a freaking human shield. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny when I'm older, I sit back and think about it. I'm like, they both were dead anyways. Right. Cause they weren't going to get out of there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But it's still a big move. Yeah. 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 Very dick move. I, when I interviewed Sue about that, uh, Susan about that, she's like, she's like, yeah, Terry Kaiser, great guy. Horrible doctor. <laughs> <laughs> nice, this guy. But back to the room. So I'm sitting there yeah. and like, I've told scenes uh, this before, like Laura and Terry are like, and Laura, Terry's asked me, or Laura's asked me, what's her motivation and stuff? Dude, that's the hardest part because when I, I never wrote before ever, anything. And to write, okay, I wrote Rose, but that's my character. I wrote Sykes, that's my character. So it's a little easier, right? But how do you write someone to be who they were 30 years ago and then tell yeah. them yeah. how that's to hard. be themselves? very hard and i didn't want them to come out of character so i tried to keep it in that that realm where like he's pushing and she's kind of retreating and kind of thing i think it worked out okay right exactly and the thing is it's not like you can exactly use who they were 30 years ago as well because 30 years have passed so they changed from the characters they were before this all happened and you know everything between so she's broken yeah 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then you want Terry Kaiser as Dr. Cruz to kind of be the same because it's a vision. And then you want, you know, Tina to be. Yeah. And it's the the complexity of it is you have Tina, you know, from 89 to, to make sure that follows kind of the timeline of 30 years ago, but also be different because she has all this trauma. And then you have Tina present day, you know, played by Lar, and you want that to be kind of the similar character, but you need to expand it to her traumas and in the, you know, in the future. So glad you said that. You're exactly <laughs> right. So in the beginning, when we do the flashback, she's broken. So I, I, I um, equate it to um, a killer whale in captivity where the fin bends over. Mm -hmm. They're not ever the same. Something's missing. They're not happy. And she's so defeated. And people are like, and she's, she's lost her powers. Mm -hmm. She's not what she used to be because her mother's gone. Her friends are gone. She's back in an asylum. She's yeah. totally hopeless. Nobody there likes her. Mm -hmm. She thinks she's friends with Dr. Sykes, but he's just using her for, he's a pawn too, you know, even though he's yeah. like helpless, he's a pawn too. So that's why you see her try to try to connect mm -hmm. with him. There's the hand, there's the glove. There's a separation. The glove represents yeah. the facility. And when she touches it, he pulls away and he leaves yeah. her empty handed. Yeah. That, that was very symbolic into the situation. Then she cries. She, her last mm -hmm. gasp, please help me. I, I need someone. That's why when Rose comes, mm -hmm. they can latch on so, so much because there's a, they're similar and B they need each other. Right. So here's one part of the, of the film. I was a little confused about, I'm not talking about the uh, surprise uh, appearance at the end. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I, I like, I was kind of confused and maybe it was there and I just missed it. It went over my head, but Jason, um, why is he the focal point of like general Brackbauer and everybody to bring him back? Um, like, cause if you think about it, Jason's already dead. Like you saw the hand he holding him. I'm assuming that's Tina's dad's hand holding him down. Correct. Why do they want to bring him back? He's done. He's gone. He's go he's a goner. Money. So well, so what I did is is, is I worked with what was given to me, right? So mm -hmm. seven father, which I don't like that ending. Don't get me wrong. But how else am I going to put him in the lake? I I can't do six. Six was the done before with the chain. Yeah. You know, I can't have him sitting at the bottom like part A. I thought that was stupid. So, so like, uh, what would I do? I'm like, I got to use the father. You know, I got to use the father. Hand. So you could see it as symbolic, like she manifested him from that or he's really sitting there in the lake. Right. Um, so um, I use part 10. So Jason X, the, the Camp Crystal Lake Research Facility. Yep, remember in part that. X? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, remember in the beginning, the general, not the general, the psychologist guy or whatever the guy. He's like, Yes. He's like his, his regenerations uh, capability speak yep. for more research, cry yep. out for more research. So that's what it was. So they have Tina's notes from Dr. Cruz. This is what Colonel Chase talks about. Yes. I found the files. Yeah, yeah. Right. Nick and her both say a monster came from the lake that was unstoppable. There's been killings at this place before with the name Jason from the six before mm -hmm. and, and, and all that stuff. So that that's why. And then they said regeneration capabilities. They're like, oh, we could we could weaponize him, you know, because Tina, in my mind, once she went in the back of the ambush, she would never just go home. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they would use her. So I use part X. I mixed in part X with them trying to weaponize him. That's why. And the other person asked the question, if I may, that, well, how would you know she was going to bring back Jason? Well, they're they're probing her for that. Mm -hmm. And that's why Dr. Sykes says, you still having those nightmares? Mm -hmm. And she says, yes. He says about your parents or him. And right. she says him later on, the Duke says, I, what was that? When she drops the lamp and she thinks of him and she's like, okay, I have dreams. Okay. But now they know that's where she's thinking. So now they're thinking the serum will bring him back. Right. So is there a reason why they want to bring him back? Is it to torment Tina? 
to study his regeneration capabilities okay. and to weaponize him. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yep. That makes sense. Just then. like Cronenberg said. You're right. That makes a lot of sense then. So um, I guess what was the biggest challenge in making this movie come to life? Dude, so many. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess first... it costs a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of our own money. Yeah. Um, so so uh, when, when we first started this, when I did the fundraiser, we had 800 Facebook fans and 140 Instagram fans. Mm-hmm. Somehow we got 52 grand to write the script. I mean, every single prop, every item, every, every fight scene, every death is bigger in this room. Mm-hmm. So to do all that, like I've told this story before from we had no movie to write the script, come up with every prop, build a building fly the actors out, film it, and be done was 110 days. From 111th day, there wasn't a film, to 110 days, there was a film. And uh, to do all, there's so many challenges. I mean, financially, building the building. The costume didn't show up. The the outfit from Brazil, somebody stole the hood from Jason. So the whole movie was supposed to be him out of the lake with no mask. When he comes to that part where he looks up at the NECA kind of wall, and he looks at all his weapons, he was supposed to grab his mask then. He was supposed to kill the whole fast team without the mask. but now we didn't have it so we had to wear like another mask jason had hide it with the mask so we had to get the mask outside Mm -hmm. so we wrote that scene where the mask is outside with the guards oh wow that jason wouldn't float underwater we had to push him down i mean so many jason got hurt on set um a million things people some actors could had to leave early some couldn't be on certain days I mean, it was, if you've ever made a movie, it, it was crazy. I mean, yeah. we shot a full length in eight days, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. It was crazy. That, that's crazy. Yeah. And and a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to make a movie, not just financially, but scheduling is also a bitch. Because like you said, some people can't shoot these days, but you have other people that can't shoot the days they're free. And then you got to really make it work. And it's yeah. not easy at all to do. It, it's very, no. very time consuming, very stressful. And it just, it, it's really, really tough. And a lot of people don't realize everybody says, oh, it's so easy to make a movie. I would like to make a movie someday, but it's not like that at all. There's no. so many, so many obstacles. I think the family atmosphere, I mean, anybody you've ever seen on the interviews with us, they talk about family atmosphere. Laura Park Lincoln said it was one of her top five sets she's ever been on in her life. Yeah. Todd Jenkins been on a hundred movies, said it was top five of his life. Yeah. Uh, David uh, McMahon, Dr. Sykes said the same thing. It was a huge family atmosphere. Nobody was nice. fighting. No one was yelling. All, all the people helped out. We, all, we couldn't, I couldn't get it done from number worker, number one, me to worker, number 100, you know, it's just, everybody stayed out. People yeah, yeah. called out of work to stay late. We were up till four in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning, wow. nice. super family. That's why the premiere, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the premiere, it was such a family event, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. That really is awesome. Um, So I guess we'll get right into this. So, why did you decide to add Michael Myers into the mix? What was the motivation for that? I never added him. He was always there. Did okay. you notice him in the movie? I only saw him at that one, that scene with Rose. Uh-huh. But I think, I think Rose is Michael Myers. No, Rose manifests Michael Myers. Okay. So where her parents died, remember? Yeah. He killed them. Remember okay. when the general goes, an army of these things he says no one came in the house no one left the house she in her dream manifested him rose's power all along has been michael that's why some people are like well i don't understand why michael's at the end only i'm like well he's been in the movie the whole time and then later on when they test her in the room that's they put the probes on her you don't see it but she's in the dark room that's michael that comes that's michael's knife that goes to the wall 
that's, that's what I was thinking. The, because if you think about it, part six, he's killing all those doctors in that room. Yes, so it's kind yes. of similar to that. And another another hint: the the army personnel, Revis, he yells, "He has no face." He doesn't mean faceless. He means expressionless, like oh. pale face. We give you that one. Then the camera goes to Rose drawing with a red pencil. If you pause that in the last frame, she drew Michael in the room, killing everybody. Really? I'm going to have yes, to go sir. back you and watch, watch that watch that second now. time, Scotty. You got to watch, watch that second time, man. And now yeah. I'm going to so, have so, to. So now that's like some of the people are like, oh, dude, I don't understand. It makes no sense. And then I explained it like, oh, my God. They're like, now I guess so that was always her power. You know what I'm saying? That's why she's she was always evil. One red eye. She didn't need a shot. That's, that's, that's what I, that's uh, that's why I the only thing I could connect it to was Rose because she was there when Michael was there. And then yeah. she was there. Um, and then in the beginning, I noticed the her eyes turned red or one eye turned Just red. One. Just the one Just turned one. red. And she I, I said to I said to myself when I watched, it, I'm like, she's evil. There's something about her that's evil. And I didn't realize the evil is the evil. The one that is evil, Michael Myers. He is evil. He's nothing but evil. And what is her fa- Her father was Sean Lucas. That's the guy getting pulled out of there, like half alive. Okay. And he goes, she, she's pure evil. He's talking about Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, pure evil, pure evil when he gets pulled out. So yeah. that's why people are like, oh, you added at the end. That's weird. Well, some people love it anyways. But I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that was on purpose. That was her power forever. She just really right. couldn't control it. Right. You know, uh, I, now, until now the said, I, I was confused by it, but. When you explain it, it makes sense, but I, I liked it because I'm a big Halloween fan as well. I, I don't know yeah. what's my favorite franchise, Fr- Friday the 13th or Halloween. It depends on the yeah. day, really. Um, right. So I thought it was a really interesting concept. And if you think about it, who's the one that kills Rose? Jason. Right. With, Michael, how does he kill her? With the knife. Whose knife? Right. Michael's. How right? does that happen? He, he beats him. So she sends yeah. him off to a dimension or tried to send him to hell. Michael, uh, Jason beats Michael, but I don't want to show that because I love Michael too. So yeah. she, so that's why the music plays. You're like, oh my God, is that Michael that stabbed her? And it's Jason. I did a little yeah. Freddy versus Jason twist there. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then the knife there. Yeah. That, that was very clever too. Really clever. Now um, at the end, um, we see um, obviously Laura Park Lincoln's Tina come head to head, toe to toe, face to face with Jason. And by the way, I do love the look of Jason's face. It was very, very, very close to part seven, which is actually really cool. Obviously, you don't want to make it the same because you've been down at the bottom of the lake. Right. Marcio so, Charlie made that from Horror Costumes, Inc. in Brazil. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, now we we had them face to face. We had them toe to toe. We had them head to head right there. So she sends them to the dimension. I'm assuming she sent them to hell because this time uh, hell. This time, hell, yes. This time, hell, yes. Because uh, I get, I, you can tell because, um, especially at the end, post credits, you see Jason with the, the, um, the, you know, as the devil and everything, which is pretty cool. Savini Jason from the video game. Okay, I, I didn't play the video game. I, I just got the, yeah. I, I, the oldest game I've, the most recent game I've ever played was Nintendo GameCube, and the most recent before that is sixty four. I just bought the Switch, so I plan, on, I plan <laughs> on buying it. Um, Tom Savini yeah. made a special Jason for the game where he was in okay. hell and he defeated the devil and had a trident. I okay. cosplayed as that Jason at a show in Monster Mania. That's the real trident from Tom Savini specs and everything. Awesome. So, so we sent, so basically sent them to hell, and now he's hell Jason coming back like that. Okay, so that's where my next question comes into play. Post credits, we see a to be continued display. Is there a sequel in the works? Uh, I'm going to do an original um, material stuff where I could make money, you know, okay. and put it on Amazon and stuff. But if we come back, 
that'll be um, what I come back to. And and if I may explain, since you got me on here with uh, Lar. So yeah. see, Lar was never strong enough as Rose. Rose was ten times stronger than Lar. Mm-hmm. So um, Rose, uh, Lar, they're trying to give her the shot to bring back Jason. Rose can bring back Michael. Just she's just too young to really control it. She doesn't really know. So then when she gets the the second the shot herself, when she pulls it gra- uh, from gravity into her own arm, she's double red eye. She's mm-hmm. double evil, and she can pull Michael right when she wants to do whatever she wants to him then. So then when she goes to send them back, she's never sent them back before, you know, so she doesn't know what to do. So she, she, she wasn't strong enough to send Jason all the way back. And that's why she gets killed. It takes 30 years of shots to bring Lar to the strength of one red eye that she has at the end when she fights Jason and it's killing her. It's like Logan with the steel inside of him. And that's why her arm is turning black with the veins. That's why she's itching her arm. So that, that, that whole thing, she, and then she was finally strong enough. Then Nick shows up and she doesn't want, Nick to be killed, so she sends him to hell, and Jason fights it back. Nice, nice. That, that's very awesome. I really, I really enjoy this movie. Now, obviously, we know that the character there's a character Rose. We meant we talked about her, um, and it's obviously a play on the New Blood. So why come up with the title Rose Blood, a Friday the Thirteenth fan film? Because if you think about it, not anybody would know what this means per se without seeing it. Correct. So, so I figure most of the fans from New Blood would kind of figure it out. And then there's that line with the doctor where he turns to Tina and he says, "Her name's Rose, and she's the new, the new blood." blood. I saw that. Yeah. So Rose Blood, New Blood. That that's yep. kind of why I went that way. And when I first told people that story, they're like, "That's a dumb name." Not, not the story, just the name. And then I'm like, "No, no, this is why." And they're like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." Yeah. I want you uh, to think a little bit. You know. Yeah. That's like I. There's a lot of things I didn't know about this film. Like obviously before I seen like title. Terry Kaiser being back. Obviously, if you have like I knew Terry Kaiser since he was coming back, he had to be an apparition. I mean, there was a possibility, I guess you could retcon it, but that would be a really bad idea. So I'm glad yeah. you didn't go that route. <laughs> did you cast how many Easter eggs did you catch? I I, I mean there's like a hundred. There, there is. I, I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but I know I caught a couple of them. Um I'll give you a big one. Okay. The Duke calls his wife, right? Or girlfriend, yeah. we don't know what she is really. But um, and he's like, hey, honey, yeah, I got to work. I know, I told you last time, whatever. Where's my boy? Oh, boxing again. Okay, yeah. Julius. Yes, from part eight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And what's his name? Give us a shout out. VC Dupree gave us a shout out. He watched the movie and he loved it. Nice. I did not catch that. That is hilarious. Oh, on, his, on his desk is a donut box. It says pink dresses. Donuts and I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. The donut, the the donut or something, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. In, in the room with Dr. Kaiser, uh, Terry Kaiser, doctor, uh, that's his real shirt from part seven. That's his okay. real pen from part really? seven. The whole the wall that, that pop, yeah, the whole wall that populates all those items are the items that were on the wall, not the exact oh. items on the wall, but the train, the the shuttle, um, the challenger shuttle taking all had to go buy all those. All that stuff. So when it repopulates, it's back to his office from part seven. I didn't even realize it. That's actually very, that's very clever. Very Thank clever. You. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, there's a couple of Easter eggs I did see on the wall of, I guess, Jason, if you want to, if you will. Um, we have obviously the tree trimming saw that killed Dr. Cruz. We have the brush hook that killed Amanda Shepard. I noticed yes. that. So that it's was the that same was- as the NECA. It's the same exact. Really? That's As the awesome. NECA figure, like I'm floating around here somewhere, with yeah. the NECA figure that opens up, it's everything's exactly the same. Did you yeah. see my uh, post where I combined part seven with Maddie 
and our Brent when they got killed, how it was an homage yes. to that. And I saw, I, I once Brent was like that, he was like this. I'm like, this yeah. is so Maddie right now. I, I was yeah. actually waiting for Jason to come out and him to scream. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to kind of step it up a little bit, you know? Yes, I know. I was yeah. waiting for it to be the exact pretty, not the, I wouldn't say the same yeah. yet. But I was expecting like him to go out and him to scream, and then he would and you would kill him off screen somehow with something. Yeah, I no, I, because because like we got robbed so much on the seven kills. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. fuck it, we're going, we're showing the weed eater, we're showing all these, you know, yeah. like we're going balls to the wall. Yeah, so. that was awesome, and I see it had How about the horn. Game. Yep, that was, was that? the horn from seven that the girl took into. The oh eye. yes, That's I saw horn. that. I saw that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry, you're excited. Yep, and uh, yeah. I and um also you had the axe that killed Melissa. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Same, uh, same exact kill, axe to the face. Yep. Yep. And uh, I I love that you had DJ Patton there, good friend of mine. He was supposed to be oh. in our movie seventy two, but uh, COVID kind of stopped him from coming oh. um, to be on set. But uh, great guy, great friend of mine, and great uh, he guy. Did great, yeah, and he did a great, great job as well. And uh, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then I lo- go ahead. Carl. Carl is shotgun. His shotgun's yep. name what? Old, old Betsy after Old Betsy. Betsy. Yep, that's a good idea. That's very clever as yeah. well. I love it. I Thanks. love it. Oh, and uh, of course, you can't forget uh, where is Laura Park staying at? That was the first thing I noticed. Hotter, a hotter mental facility. Yeah, I didn't forget I, that. Yeah, yeah, what about wasn't there somebody named Kane? Yes, so Carl, who, who old Betsy, yep. his name is Kane. Yeah, yep. he was yep. gonna call it C A I N. I'm like, nah, fuck that. We're going Kane, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're, if we're gonna go that way, we're going all the way. You know. <laughs> absolutely that, that's that's awesome and yeah there's so many things i've noticed in this that was that was great um and i just i, I even when the the female <laughs> that was funny i'd laugh in the female guard and getting the tree trimming saw she's like i can't remember the word for word but it's like oh fuck it fuck me fuck me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah got it <laughs> and then the bullet falls out yes i i, I didn't I yeah. thought, that's right <laughs> yeah i took that from the crow when they swallowed, if you ever watched The Crow? Yes, yes. They they shoot the bullets. I always loved yep. that movie and that scene. I'm like, these people are crazy. They're shooting bullets. Yeah. When they shot the bullet, and then when I thought of the kill, I'm like, if we cut her stomach, why don't we just have the bullet fall out? Do you know how hard that scene was? Oh, like, we, so, by the way, that scene is homage to part three. We cut uh-huh. the floor out, and we put in um, plexiglass, and then right under the yep. floor, just like three when he gets chopped on the handstand. Mm-hmm. But at the end, we've got to throw the bullet. The problem is you can't have your hand come into camera. And right. the and the ground is all wet and the it doesn't want to stay because it's flat, it's that hard place gas so it wants to bounce instead right. of just think so I think Jason I gave up on it and Jason Brooks is the one who finally did the I, final throw now this is something yeah. I, I took away from uh, Tina from 1989 now I don't know if this was intended when you were writing the script but she says something that Lars said when doing the matchbook at the, around the same time she said that's bullshit yes hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and the matchbook is the exact matchbook with the exact pattern on the back of it. Oh, that's awesome! Where do you yeah, find I, I, where do you every, find all these props at? I, I well, I made that one, so there's no okay. matchbook. I actually looked for it, but there's no matchbook with that. Like, what is that pattern? I put restaurant pattern. I couldn't find it. I drew it like four of them, like exactly wow. the way it was. Yeah, and then that magnet is called a it's a real rare, rare earth magnet. They're crazy yeah. strong. I'm under the table with her doing that <laughs> that moving when she's moving it with her hand. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And they're like, you're the director. Shouldn't somebody else do this? I'm like, no, we're not messing this up. I'm doing it. <laughs> that was awesome. I, 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 I wish that, and I, I don't think it was in there. I don't remember if it was, but it would have been so cool to see Lar throwing another TV at Terry Kaiser. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's not really there, so that'd be tough. You know what that I'm would saying? Be, that would be, but yeah. that that could be a way, like a figment of her imagination type of thing. You know, yeah. like she wants to throw that TV at him to get him out, and he's like, "You're not strong enough, Tina," or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like even even having or even having young Tina, like 1989 Tina, doing it to the other doctor, even. We could have done that, but but I yeah. wanted her to be weak until Rose came. So, but That's we could have figured it out somehow. That's true. Too. Um, yeah. What do you think of the Duke's performance, especially when he's yelling at the window there with Julian when he gets his face ripped off? Once once you see when that happened, um, I was thinking this is why this is where he inserts part nine. Jason goes to hell. Yes. I knew yes. that from so the start. I knew that from the start um, because I always wondered what like when I, when I first saw the Duke in this, I'm like okay. So the Duke is in this. There's no reason for him to be in this because he's not in part seven. We are going to be getting a reason why he's hunting Jason in part nine. There's no way about it. If you don't insert that, then there's no, the, his performance in this was meaningless at this point. Exactly. Did you see his wall? Had bounty hunter stuff all over it? I did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's like a hobby of his. Yep. And uh, and uh, I knew it was him. He had the hat, the cowboy yeah. hat. I had oh, dude, I bought Wayne. everything exact. I, yeah. That bolo, that thing in the front's called the bolo. Yeah, we could. I couldn't find it. I had it three D printed by Villains of Love, my buddy Ruben. So that is the exact three D printed bolo. Same with the horn. Nice. That was three D printed to be exact. Have you ever spoken everything. to Stephen Williams, who played Creighton Duke in Part Nine? I got something coming up. I can't say, but no, I haven't nice. spoke to him yet. But trying to talk to him now. Remember how? Um, uh, VC Dupree shouted us out, and then Joe yes. Bob Briggs. So I got something going on, trying to get something going on with him. But no, nice. I love him as an actor; he's he's he great. He's great, and I, I interviewed him and uh, oh. ask him ask him about the about the cowboy hat. He said, "I will be Creighton Duke for you, Adam, but you have to let me pick my wardrobe because I'm not wearing this shit you're giving me." <laughs> Dude, do me a favor. When we're done, can you get me whatever contact you have for him? Yeah, I'll see if I still have his email. Um, I don't Please. remember. Uh, if I don't, I could check on IMDb. I'm pretty sure that's where I got his contact information. I went to IMDb, couldn't find it. Okay, so I will I will look for everything I have because I have. Uh, I mean, I could I could show you the interview, but I don't know where. I have to see if I still have the email. Oh, please, I have to see man, what I emailed him and I could search for it. When we get off this interview, I'll, I'll tell you the idea. You'll like it. Awesome! I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I do have one more question for you that mm -hmm. um that I would like to ask, and it's obvious, like. It's all about you. Do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and the viewing audience? Uh, no, I'm promoting this for another few months. Uh, what okay. else? I'm doing a, a movie called uh, Dead End Z. Robert Resto directs it. I have yep. a scene with Kane Hodder. Nice, nice. So that that was supposed to be at the end of this past year, but I think COVID and stuff pushed it back. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. we talked to Robert in a while, but I think quarter one coming so mm -hmm. soon, we're supposed to. I'm supposed to go to California to shoot that scene with Kane. I saw Kane, and I'm pretty good friends with Kane. I seen him in Massachusetts, and we were hanging out. He pulls me out of line. I sit with him, and I was telling him, "Hey, I'm going to shoot that scene with you." So uh, he's like, "Yeah, cool, can't wait." So that that's like a dream come true to be on you screen. Can please get me Kane Otter. Everybody asks me, dude, every time I've asked him like twice and he almost punched me in the head. So uh, but I, I'll see what I can do. But everybody right. asks the same thing. I know some of now he's got the girl agent there. Yeah, I reached out to her. She she wouldn't give him to me. I'm not big enough for for her to reach out to Kane. For she said team. that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was wow, a, man. She that's got, she pretty bad wording. Yeah, she got me Michael Berryman in replacement, but that's all she could do. She wouldn't even give me Lisa Linnea Quigley, who she represents, or anything. Yeah. Um, Linnea I, I don't want to. I'll tell you her name. I, I'm sure you know who she is, but I, I don't yeah. want to say it. I say it over air or anything. 
remind me, I'm, I'm writing it down. Linnea, quickly, I could probably get that. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I told you, I was in D.C. this past weekend and saw The Exorcist Steps as well. Um, I wanted to get Eileen Dietz on my show. And we were in talks, but she's all, like something always comes up. She's so busy. But she says, yeah. I promise you, you will get an interview. But yeah, I, I'm uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Linnea Quigley would be great. I would love to have her on. Um, I tried to. I, I mean, her agent wouldn't get like she's the same agent as Kane Hodder, and he and she wouldn't get it from me. And there's somebody else that she would. She he, she got me though. Uh, Ari Mihailov. All right, he's great, me. dude. I party with him in Arizona. Nice, yeah, he was. Awesome. Yeah, Mad Monster. Yeah. Yep, yep. She got me him, and she got me um, uh, Michael Berryman from Hills of Eyes One and Two. Yeah, what a great guy. Great guy, yeah. Um, and it's funny all the scary guys are the nicest guys. They are, and a lot of people say, "Oh my God, how did you get him to laugh?" <laughs> 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 like i can't get him to laugh i'm like yeah i guess i got him to laugh i guess I do you remember him in that. weird science huh he was in weird science too oh i didn't know that at that the end when those weird bikers come in and shit okay yeah. yeah 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 yep and judy Arnes is also in that um i i can't get a hold of her at all she's not on my facebook and i don't know where else to reach out to her i can't get in touch with her but yeah i, I don't know anybody gets in touch with her in fact some people said they got in touch with her years ago and when they would ask for an autograph, she would autograph it. She has like she used to have like a yoga thing or something mm-hmm. that she would autograph it as her yoga thing instead of her. But now she's back in the mix, man. She did that um that convention where she was in the raft. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. So right. so it might be usually I don't I go to IMDB Pro and that's how I usually get that's how, that's how I usually go do it too. Yeah. Um Facebook I, I do I like going better because I don't have to deal with the third party agents. Um right. like for example, um I, I'm I don't know if you know Bobby Heckman. No, um, I'm good friends with him. Uh, he did Victim No More, and he uh, represents oh. he represents um, he represents uh, Kimberly Beck, and uh, and he's good friends with Amy Steele and John Fury. And I reached out to John Fury's agent, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do." Uh, he said he'll do an interview, but you have to pay five hundred dollars for a half hour. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, like I'm gonna do that. So I told Bobby Heck, he's like, "So what? Since when did he start charging for interviews?" So he said, "I'm gonna bust his butt when uh, when I see him in August or whatever." And he 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 reached out to me. Said he said he never had no clue about the five hundred dollars. Said thank. He said you're yeah. good job not giving him the money. That's what they do. The agents try to make money off you, dude. Yeah. Tried making movies with these stars. See, we're lucky that Lar Terry, uh, C.J. Graham from Vengeance, mm-hmm. Steve Dash, they all say, "Hey, take my money and give it to charity." But yeah. if, dude, yeah. and they go say, "Give this amount," you know. But dude, if you wanted to try to get them to an agent, it, it you'd never be able to do it with the money yeah. we have. Yeah, you know? like even yeah. with Laura, Laura, like Laura, I know you were trying to help me get her, um, but she was so busy doing all these interviews, and I was I was very lucky that she responded to my Facebook message um, to get her. And uh, I I don't know, I mean, she gave me a half hour because everybody else and like the contingency, fifteen minutes of part seven, fifteen minutes of Rosebud, um, and I'm yeah. like, absolutely, I, th- I probably gave her more Rosebud to be honest with you, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so glad I had her on, and I mean. Uh, like I've been in talks with her for years because I've been friends with her for years, but she's just so yeah. busy and she finally had something to promote, uh, you know, kind of release. And then we talked a little bit of 13 fanboy as well because she was in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, she's a very nice lady. Um, now, obviously, I would have talked Roseblood to Terry Kaiser, but I had him way before Roseblood was a thing, um, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but uh, and I never had Kevin Spiritus, um, not yet. Um, <laughs> I talked but, to Terry, Terry texted me last night. Did he? Nice. It's so crazy, dude. I look at my phone and I'm like, what? So it's like two yeah. calls ago is Lar. Kevin Spear just wished me a happy new year. And then Terry Kaiser sent me like a meme. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, and yeah. I remember because Terry, he was out in Colorado. I think he's out in Colorado. And uh, right. he, yeah, because he uh, it, he said, 
He's, he, he said, he, I don't know if he was joking or what, but he's like, hey, Scott, he goes, he goes, I want to fly out to Colorado and we go hunting on my ranch or something like that. He was like, did you see, he lives like on the side of a mountain. I know. Like in, in, in a humongous, yeah, log cabin. He had like a, like a, um like a movie kind of event and he had yeah. all these black tabletops and everything. And, and it's literally carved out of the side of a mountain. Awesome. And I'm just like, and he's got a dog, Sam. It, it was, he tells the story when I first called him and tried to get him on the movie. He talks about how he was giving Sam his dog. He goes, I'm giving my dog a, a puppy Chino. I don't, I don't, A, I don't have a dog. B, I don't drink coffee. So I didn't know what the hell he's talking. I thought he's joking with me. And then I hear the dog. And, and then I'm like, so you're going to do the movie or what? And he's like, hey, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was hilarious. Oh my God. In my interview, yeah. he kept talking about how he said about, that he that there was these crocodiles and they have these crocodile wranglers and he said yeah. that this crocodile wrangler was too it was so old that i don't i was afraid that he wasn't going to get the crocodile that's what lars said he was the snake yep. and crocodile handle he said he was like 90 years old sitting in a yep. boat like yeah yep. just dying yeah and then yeah. and then i asked him i said so did, so when you did your death scene it got shoved down that hill did you um so i'm you didn't i'm assuming you didn't get eaten by a crocodile so i'm assuming they they uh gave you a stunt a stunt guy he's like Stunt guy. This is Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. There was no stunt guys. We had no money. I was on my own. He said I was lucky. And he get swallowed. Did he tell you that in Weekend at Bernie's? Um, like literally the first week, there's a scene where they kind of throw him over the the side of a of a of a railing of a, of a okay. top of. A, he broke his ribs. Oh, he didn't so, say that. And he, yeah, and he's like Peter. You know, I mean, he was still well known, but he's like it's yeah. the beginning of the movie. I have glasses on, a hat on, and black hair, and a wind jumper. He goes, they could have replaced me. He said, so I, he goes, I just toughed it out and I didn't tell nobody. And anytime something physical came out, he, he explained how, you know, he'd make the director do it first. So the director would stop asking him and, and he worked his way through the whole movie with broken ribs. I was like, wow, what a great move. Yeah. yeah. Such a stand up guy. Really is a great guy. Oh, and, class and, act, dude. Yeah. Class and he, he was so funny. Like when I interviewed him, he was so funny. He, he told so many funny stories and. Uh, he 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 mentioned about he said they were blowing up this fr- he goes they were blowing up this goddamn house and the, they they have all these explosives or whatever rigged or whatever I it is and, and they're smoking <laughs> he's like he's like this house is ready to blow and you're lighting a freaking cigarette <laughs> yeah did you ever hear the story of that like they blew the shit out of that, that building so yep. much part seven the first if you look at that one shot when it cuts to the first mm-hmm. camera the wood takes out the camera yeah, he told me that. He, yeah. yeah. Yep. Crazy. He, he, he was so funny. He's like, Dude. he's like, they're freaking, blow, they're ready to blow this house to smithereens. And the guy that's setting up the explosives has a freaking lit cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is everybody yeah. smoking? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I forgot how much stuff he's done. Like he was on Golden Girls. Okay. He, he was on, um, um, something circus of the stars when a, a lion like bit part of oh, his yeah. head and that's the same yeah dude anyway. yeah yep yep yeah anyway yeah, anyway. yeah. Yep. and then he was a he was um a fixture on uh three's company too okay nice yeah, yeah he was in yeah, a lot of done, stuff ton of stuff i saw him in a six million dollar man the other day like i'll see these <laughs> things and i forget i didn't realize it was him you know yeah uh, he was on the carol burnett show for three years that was a big yeah. running show for a while so he he's well he's he got like an award a lifetime achievement award in italy he lived in italy for a couple of years and acted over there and That's great. He, amazing. Dude, he, he had a scholarship to play football he was a cornerback right and uh and then he just and then he was a construction engineer a civil engineer and then yeah. one day he said f it i'm going to new york imagine this is before the internet or phone or anything right and he just and he just says i'm grabbing like 300 and going to new york right. and he went to right. there's two different schools in, in new york there's the school of juilliard and there's the actor's studio 
And he went to the actor studio and, and just made it just amazing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, if you, like, if you watch my lawyer interview, she always calls me slasher dude. <laughs> She's like, hello, slasher dude. What's up, slasher yeah. dude? Dude, you want to get a, a big one? So Laura, when she sent me Terry's number to call him, yeah. she 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 did you know a forward contact, mm-hmm. and it comes mm-hmm. up my phone. I said, what? it says it says um um a bad news cruise. Nice. I'm like, that's what you have them in your phone as, and she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's so awesome. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Man. That yeah. is freaking awesome. I I love it. And yeah, um, Laura even uh, when I was re- when I reached out to her, she said I don't respond to Facebook that much. Here's my number. Text me. So she yeah. said, so I said, she said, just make sure it's professional. I'm like, I promise you can trust me. It's like, I, yeah. I trust this guy. I hear a lot of good things about you. So I, I'm trusting yeah. you have to give you my that's, number. That's like the same with me. I'm like, Hey, I make movies. Imagine how much she must get of that. Yeah. You know? So, so I'm like, listen, here's TJ Graham's number. Here's Ruby's number. His wife, here's vengeance. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Go check it out. And then come back. We're not yeah. guys in the backyard with our phone. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. that's what that's, and I mean, I've been, I knew Lar for at least five, six years now, at least. Um, so we, we, and we talk every now and again. So she, she, and she obviously spoke to me. So she knows of me and she heard good things about me. I'm assuming she asked around the people. Cause I know when I reached out to oh, Rusty yeah. Swimmer on Facebook um, for an interview oh, yeah. and I told her I interviewed Anna Marcus and she, uh, asked, she, she didn't even respond to me right away. She, she read the message and about a, two days goes by and then she responds back to me and she says, yeah, I'll do the interview. And during the interview, she goes, she said, I said, um, she goes, you know why I accepted this interview? I'm like, why? She goes, because I reached out to Adam Marcus and he said, if you don't do the interview, you're going to regret it. Scott is a standard oh, guy. What an honor that is, right? It is. Like I walk yeah. up watching these people and they literally say these nice things to me. And then she ends the interview saying, what'd you say? Um, how to say it on, uh, I forget what she said, but she said it in the, in the Joey B voice. And she, she, oh, oh, I I forget how it is, but she said one of her lines to me in the Joey's Joey B voice. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, yeah, great, great lady. And it was funny because she was just, she just finished filming an episode of NYPD blue or one of those uh, copper firefighters, Chicago blue or something like that. One of those movies, I mean, TV shows um, she filmed and uh, she was promoting that. So it was really cool. And I, I I thought it would, you know, what would have been really cool too, is if you like paid homage to, um, to the, like the Jason patties, the burgers, the fries. Yeah. But how are we going to do that in a facility? But yeah, yeah. The the, the two for one with the Jason fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Cause Adam's like the nicest guy. Right. And Mm -hmm. I, I like hate nine. You know, yeah. but like, oh, it's it's. But then once you meet Adam, right? Such a nice guy. It's like yeah. harder to hate nine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what what yeah. what's your honest opinion of nine? I think it's okay. I, I'm gonna be honest because I told this to Adam. I told him it's not. Right. I I enjoy the movie. I can, I. It's not like a Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010 where I where it's on. I have to change the channel. I agree, I agree. You could put it on and have fun with it. 100. I can put it on. I can watch it. I can have right. fun with it. I will not turn it off at any point whatsoever. I had yeah. I had about at least ten people from that movie to interview already, so okay. I, I had Julie Michaels, um, I had um, you know uh, Rusty Schwimmer, I had Adam Craner, Adam Marcus, so I, I had Stephen Williams, so I had people from this movie on my show. I had Julie Michaels, man, she was so hot in Roadhouse. Oh my god, people forget that's the girl from Roadhouse. Yeah, I know. From Roadhouse. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I interviewed her, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I had yeah. on um, Michael B. Silver. Um, oh wow. So I had I had a couple of uh, quite a few people from that from that uh, movie on, um, and uh, I, I, it's hard for me to hate, especially with how nice Adam Marcus is. Um, here's here's my thing: they spelled Voorhees wrong, dude. Yeah, I know. 
Like, how the fuck does that get by the editors and the writer and the person who made it? And then the final cut. You know how many times I cut Rosebud? Got to be 100 times. Yeah. I I just don't get that. I don't understand. I get it. Typos happen. But at some point, not one person seen this. Not one out of hundreds. Right. Hundreds. The producer. That's a bad typo. That's it's one thing if you're misspelling like, you know, some like Kimball, because it's like the first time you're hearing Kimball. It's another thing if you misspell Voorhees, who has been in, you know, eight previous movies. Yeah. yeah. And, And then him talking. He doesn't yep. talk when he's the copy talk and then him shaving the guy. I don't care that it's because right. I know Adam said he did it for for for, mm-hmm. for kind of gay purposes, whatever, to yep. show that men are vulnerable to in his movie. I get all that. Yeah. But my point is, is Jason's not sexual at all. Jason's right. been around 100 chicks naked having sex and he, he's yeah. not sexual. He just he's not Michael everybody. Myers. Michael Myers yeah. Watching yeah. people have sex. Jason. Right, right, right. Having right. Sex. And then he would have to like. For God's <laughs> sakes, he shushed him off them having sex. He didn't give a shit. He'd have to like tie him up and, and that's why I don't like 2009 and then shave him. He doesn't think like that. He just kills right. people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, in, like in 2009, when he, when he kidnapped the girl, like he doesn't do that. Right. You know? It's kind of like, it's kind of like Halloween resurrection. You kill off Jamie Lee Curtis in the very beginning. Where does this movie got to go? You're killing right. off Jason Voorhees in the beginning. Where does this movie go from there? Right. You and that's why, I, that's why Rosebud, the attempt at least to mm-hmm. build these characters so that you actually give a shit about them. Yeah. So that when things happen to them at the end, like I watch audience reactions and people do watch alongs when Julius dies or Julian yeah. dies, yeah. The, the people were sad. Yeah. And, and when Rose dies, people, Oh, not Rose. Like, I'm like, okay, good. I, I did my job. I, on, I, I knew Rose was going to get killed off. And here, like from when I seen Laura and that's in that thing. And then I first saw Rose and young Keen and all that. I knew yeah. Rose was going to get killed. And here's how I knew, because if you're, if you're looking at Laura, where's Rose? Why isn't she in present day? Something had to happen right. to her at some point. You kind of right. know, but you don't know at the same time. Like you, you, right. maybe she got, maybe something happened to her. Like she got flushed away or, you know, right. she got different areas, but I knew they were going to, something was going to have to happen to her at some point. Also uh, another one. There's so many in there. I forget when the general me is yeah. arguing with uh, the Duke and he goes, Oh yeah. And why is that Mr. John Hopkins? He grabs his finger and rubs it and he goes, that's going to cost you. Yeah, I saw that. That I, saw, yeah. I was going to say that earlier in the interview and we were talking about him and I forgot to yeah. mention it. But yes, I, I remember seeing that. I actually thought you were going to break your finger first. I was like, he's not going to do this to the general. Yeah, yeah. It, I hated that yeah. set. You know, I'm like 5'11". Dude, everybody on that set's like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". The Duke's 6'3". He's got the hat on, the boots on. I felt so yeah. little compared to everybody. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It, it, it was a great movie, and I definitely am going to watch it again. Um, first, I want to see Vengeance because I know Vengeance Two Bloodlines will be coming out. Um, I don't know if it's out yeah. yet. I don't think so. No, it um, comes out uh, May fuck April thirteenth. May thirteenth. May thirteenth because it's Friday the thirteenth. Friday thirteenth. Yeah. Yep. yep, that's right. I did see that on Facebook earlier today. Um, I'm, so, I'm, I mean, I'm friends with. I talk to Sean and Jason almost every day. Nice. So nice. Sean's the executive producer, and Jason Brooks is the director. Yeah. And Jason. I had, yep, I had Jason Brooks on uh, on on the show a couple weeks ago, actually. And we were he, talking now, how him. nice is he? Right, he's the opposite he's of what you think. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. And then I, I we I asked him. I said, "So you you played Jason in two or three or so movies? How tall are you?" <laughs> he's like. He six says five six five, but but I think he's like six five and three quarters. Then you throw the outfit, then you throw the mask, yeah. then you throw the boots. He's like six yeah. seven, you yeah. know, like when he walks in. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. Great guy. Oh, yeah. And 
And uh, I'm so glad that we could make this interview happen. I had so much fun talking to you and learned so man. much. I can't wait to watch watch it back. And I love watching back a movie and seeing the Easter eggs and seeing like all that different stuff. Like for example, like, and I'm not saying like your movie, ha- I mean, every movie usually does, but uh, like, yeah. I love going back, for example, watching the original Halloween and you see the smoke that John Carpenter's smoking going through the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know about that until I saw it online. Yep, yeah, just watching that stuff and it's freaking awesome. So I, yeah. I can't, I, 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 I caught the bullet coming out of her stomach, but I didn't really pay attention to it. But when you mentioned, it, I'm like, oh yeah, I did see that. But I can't. Yeah. Now when I see her death again, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna watch the death. I'm gonna watch and see the bullet come out. That's why I loved Halloween Kills when he had the hole from like the kneading, the needle yeah. from the. the yeah. I love how they did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah. I love that too. And like you, even like. Even like you had the same like the spine and you had the you know yeah. the the mask and the face. When he came out of that water, dude, oh, I wanted to try to get that same kind. Obviously, not the same exact yeah. shot, but I want to get something similar to that. Yeah. And I think I think that scene came out really good. Nice, yeah, it really did. It really did, and it's a great movie. I can't wait. Um, so for I guess for last minute thoughts, where can people watch Rose Blood? Um, where can so, they see that? So right now it's on YouTube. So it's um. Friday 13th, Roseblood, a continuation of part seven on Peter Anthony Productions. That's on my YouTube channel, and you'll be able to find it there. And uh, awesome. we just had a watch along with Darcy the Mail Girl on Twitter. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So I thank you so much, Peter, for joining me. Thank you. All right. Well, um, after the after I uh, end the thing, we can discuss a little bit about the, the idea you have with uh, Stephen Williams. I'm excited about that. I want to send him. So that outfit is the exact outfit. That's the same jacket, the same hat. Um, the same undershirt, the same vests, everything. Even the belt. I found the belt, which is only in one scene when he breaks his back. Can you see his belt? Right. Um, this is so. A, I'm gonna. You're allowed to. You're not allowed to say this, right? What do you mean? Oh, not on air. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me stop recording. Yeah. And well, I thank you for joining me. Thank you everyone for watching. And uh, <laughs> I guess keep me in suspense. <laughs> thanks, yeah. guys, and uh, thanks again, Peter. Thank you.